Who am I? I'm James. My family calls me James. Uh, Jimmy was a nickname given to me in uh, theater school. Was it? Yeah. Jimmy. And also my brother, when he's drunk, will go, Jimmy. That's what that that's where that comes from. <laughs> no, no, no. It mostly comes from Megan Coles, who's this amazing playwright and writer in Newfoundland. I don't know if I could do her accent. You know, she's from Newfoundland. Jimmy. <laughs> Just Ah oh, Jimmy. Jimmy boy. Ah, oh, come here, Jimmy. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Because but you have like two identities on Instagram, so <sighs> You want me to go with James McLean? Yeah, it's my professional okay. name. It's just because, oh yeah, Jimmy is my personal account and my butt's on there. And so, if you know right. what I mean? So I'm not going to be like, oh, I take headshots for people and uh, some like I do for kids as well and people under the age. I'm not going to send them to a page where like, oh, here's my butt. It's a good butt. As well. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> but maybe you know. Not much. Sorry. <laughs> I'm blushing. Oh, my God. I know. This is fun. <laughs> okay. You're listening to the East Coast City Podcast. I'm Abby. And on today's show, we have a very, very special guest, James McLean, a theater extraordinaire. Like, you're not even an actor. You're just a complete theater at this point. <laughs> I'm the whole theater. You're everything. <laughs> Welcome curtains to the show. Up, curtains down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we're going to do a rapid fire session to warm you up. Okay. I, I mean, I guess, because you do like acting warm ups. Yes, you have to warm up. You have to. It's important. It's integral. <laughs> How does it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just mimicking you, oh. which is a way of warming up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever like scream into a pillow? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I wouldn't consider that like an acting warm up. <laughs> um, I guess if you're kind <laughs> the yawns, yawning's a good warm up. Is it? it? Yeah, it relaxes your larynx. <gasps> so Elongates everything. That's good to know. And do you feel that space, like where your soft palate raises? Oh, that's where sound comes from. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, sound wow, comes from your diaphragm, but you don't want to constrict it, so you want to have an open throat. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're going to have so many double entendres yeah, in this show. Yeah. This is going to be an explicit episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just warming up. Just warming up. That's one of the warm-up exercises. <laughs> Do you find... Well, I guess it could work, too, for anybody, the actor warm-up stuff, because uh -huh. you can do it before a video that you're posting yeah. on Instagram. Uh -huh. 100%. You can do it before, you know, something like this, or a presentation even for work. I've heard it on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, one of the exercises I did in theater school is put a cork in it. You literally put a cork in your mouth right here just to practice... Um, talking <laughs> no, I practice, need that yeah speech like your T's and your D's and uh, what's it called enunciation basically oh like like my fair lady <laughs> well that but without the accent yeah. right it's true I'm not supposed to be doing uh. accents on this <laughs> okay that's really cool so I want to know now are you ready for this okay I'm ready favorite actor oh that's so well top of my mind is Anthony Hopkins always Really? I think just, yeah, when I saw him, and <laughs> must have been Hannibal or something, among other things. Like, he's just so magnetic and and good. Yeah. Mm. Favorite drink? Blue lobster, um, vodka, blueberry, lemon. <laughs> it reminds me of summer. I don't know if it's my favorite drink. I also drink a lot of bubbly, uh, grapefruit, and cherry. I like I like these answers so far. Mm -hmm. Sounds tasty. Mm -hmm. Favorite Halifax bar or restaurant? Uh, the Canteen on Portland. 
I used to work there. I didn't know you worked at yeah. the canteen. I know you've taken photos. Uh-huh. I've, I've, yeah, I've done it all. <gasps> done it all. You are a um, jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. I truly am a Sagittarius. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Renee and Doug are great people. Renee's food is amazing. The atmosphere is so cozy, so friendly. Um, I love it there. And I also mes- I mentioned Seven Bays, even though it's not really a restaurant. It's just, I don't know. I like going there for coffee and it just feels like there's a lot going on. So it's a good place to go and pretend to do work. <laughs> oh, I like that. So you, you, you you're, you're just busy. You know, well, you go out to a cafe to get some work done, but mostly it's like so you can feel out in the world among people who are doing things. That was the rapid fire. Are there points? There's no point to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're warmed up. I'm slightly warmed up. <laughs> Halifax art scene. It's growing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot of films and TV be made. Chapel Wait. We got Lock and Key going on. I think the TV show The Mist was also made here. So mm-hmm. how has this affected you personally? Well, during COVID, Nova Scotia was one of the safest places to film because of our low case count and because of the restrictions in place for uh, quarantining for anybody outside of the province. It made productions look at the acting pool here more versus before they would just love to fly anyone in from anywhere who had, I don't know, a couple more credits on their resume or um, or what have you. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's basically because of that why I got, you know, a very small part on Chapel Way where I played a vampire. I, I don't have any lines, but like even that role, I think, would have gone to somebody from Toronto just based on like looks and whatever and just. Well, yeah, because you're not ugly. <laughs> no, I'm saying they would have found somebody more handsome and thinner and whatever, more vampire-like. You mean more sickly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And speaking of chapel weight, though, I mean, that must have been a really cool experience because Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. Emily Hampshire mm-hmm. is on there, yeah. who is from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, she played Stevie on Schitt's Creek. So cool. Yeah. Did you get to mingle or were you not allowed? Because I know there's set rules, right, with this kind of stuff? Yeah. 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 What are the set rules like? Well, you don't want to be an asshole or creep, I think is basically (laughs) it. You know what I mean? And, like, you have to understand that it is work and people are there to do a job. And the job is very stressful. Like, time is money uh, when you're on set. And you also don't want to, I don't know, I don't, I don't, as a person, don't want to distract other people from doing their work. There's set etiquette, and that's mostly for crew. Okay. Um, however, like when you show up as an actor, or even if you're doing background for something, like you have a production purser, person basically wrangling you from the moment you step on set to the moment you leave. Like they're aware of your every, like you have to tell this person, like they're basically a babysitter. Like you tell them you have to go to the bathroom or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. I yeah. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's their job to know where you are because if you get called to to on camera, they have to know where you are. They have to say, oh, he's just like, he'll, like, give me a minute. He's just in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. Didn't you get to strangle Adrian Brody? I strangled Adrian Brody, yes. What was that like? Um, The closest I'll come to an Oscar probably ever <laughs> is strangling somebody who has one. <laughs> um, It was all sort of spur of the moment especially with this script they were working so fast that they were making changes to the script sort of on the fly um 
and so there were a lot of things in the script, like I was supposed to be shot in some other scene and blah, 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 and like at home <laughs> practicing, you know, my vampire death fall. And in the end, it never happened. So it's like, you know, you kind of have to be able to be quick on your feet and quick to adjust. Um, and quick to like memorize different movements and all the things that they're changing. Yeah, very specific movements because of the cameras and lighting and everything. Like you have to sort of like nail it spot on. But it was fun. He was actually like, Adrian was like, yeah, like get me hard, like strangle me harder. Yeah. <laughs> he was very into it. <laughs> you this heard it like here. A time. <laughs> Adrian Brody is into strangling. Who's the, I, I was going to ask, like, who's the most famous person you've been on set with, but it sounds like it was yeah, Adrian Brody. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm curious to know, too. Oh, and for anyone who's listening and, and is curious about Chapel Wade, if you haven't seen it, it's really amazing. And it's actually based on the Stephen King novel, Salem's Lot. And it's a mini series, so you don't have to feel like you have to dedicate a lot of time to it. I think there is, what, nine episodes? Maybe yeah, ten? Nine or ten, yeah. And it's fantastic. It's scary. And Jimmy's terrifying in it. He's vampires. Though I will say, oh, I didn't recognize you at first. Mm -hmm. And then when we did, we were just yelling at the TV, it's Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy's Well, on that's what it's like to be in, like a Nova Scotian actor because for that show especially, it's like, oh, look, there's Hugh. Oh, what's Hugh doing? Oh, oh no, somebody bit Hugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it doesn't really, it isn't that scary anymore. So do you kind of all know each other then within the acting community oh, here? It, it's like, a, it's a pretty tight-knit community at least for, um, at least for the theater artists, but even... Even still, even for like film actors who live here and work here, I think we all pretty yeah. much run in the same circles. Was this the first time you you played like a monster? Um, on TV? Just uh, yeah, I guess on on a TV series or or even on stage. Have you have you played like these scary characters before? I guess I love playing villains. When I was in grade five, we did an unlicensed version of The Lion King, and I played Scar. Um, listen, I'll never beat that role. That was like my shining moment. <laughs> I remember like I also played in the orchestra. <laughs> I played cello when I was in grade five. And I remember we played like a little bit of the, um, what's it called? The, uh, a bit of the music to the, the show. The, beginning, the, beginning, like, the, the overture. Like, <laughs> no, not the first song. Um, just like the overture, like okay. little bits of songs from the whole thing. Or, or or something. I don't know. I don't remember somebody in the front audience being like, he's so good or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm a star. The way you move on stage is really interesting compared to other actors I've seen too. Because you're very good at the theater portion, which, I mean, if we're going by UK standards, theater is real acting, right? Those are my favorite actors. Like as I said, Anthony Hopkins, but really it's that whole ilk of Shakespearean English actors like Ian McKellen, Judy Dench. Um, all those people, Patrick Stewart, you know, Helen Mirren. Oh, they're all so good. But you have to work like in front of people live mm -hmm. on stage. Mm -hmm. Have you ever dealt with, you know, a crazy crowd and you have to ignore them or a lot of noise yes. and um, difficult people? Yeah, I would say I'm not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I've done school tours before and kids are the worst oh my god I toured this show about depression where I basically played uh, like I played depression but who is like kind of shown as a superhero so he comes into these like kids worlds being like hi I'm gonna do everything for you I'm your best friend but oh don't do that and oh maybe not wear those shoes and oh you better not say that thing to that girl because everybody thinks you're stupid 
Um, you anyways. were the character from Big Mouth. Basically, but this was, hey, this was pre-Big Mouth, you know, pre-sex monster. Um, but basically, I was a sex monster. Hormone monster, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Hormone monster, sex monster. Uh, I was the hormone monster, but I was depression and anxiety um, as a superhero. Anyways, and so kids, oh my God, some of the kids in the audience said the worst things, like to the main actors, like, yeah, do it, kill yourself, and stupid shit. Yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard. It was really hard because, like, the writers of that show who also performed it, you know, have lived with it and lived with um, depression and anxiety. And and when you're touring a show and... Kids say kids are awful. Kids are stupid. Anyways, <laughs> there was another show where once I um, we opened Act Two with a rape scene. This is in Spring Awakening, and I was um, um, I was playing Melchior who rapes Vendla at the end of Act One, and the director. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I need to backtrack. <laughs> oh, so I have to. <laughs> So <laughs> you were in Spring Awakening, which, by the way, that's cool because I've seen that. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love. Yeah, I love that I show. I love it. I love that show a lot. It's beautiful. So I played Melchior, and so he rapes Vendla. Anyways, the director wanted to stage it on this sort of um, this block that rotates and moves around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing the rape scene. Um, my pants were down underneath my butt and as it was spinning basically and then it cuts to black for the end of act one and he wanted to open act two and we did with the block spun but so that my butt was exposed to the audience (laughs) and this night I forget what night it was but my aunt got tickets last minute and the only tickets left were basically on the stage like she was on the stage right next to me and as soon as act two started she starts laughing i know it's my aunt and so i start laughing and i'm pretty sure like my butt is jiggling julia who's playing vendla is like grabbing onto me i feel her nails like digging into me oh it was awful so i'm a i'm a horrible corpser really because you're always going out of your comfort zone as an actor. It's kind of your job to consistently be pushing yeah. the boundaries. And, like, the great thing about it is that I never, uh, I don't know, I never see it as myself because I always get to hide behind a character. So I'm like, well, the character would do this, so I'm doing it. It's never James. Like, if you put, if you were like, oh, James McClane, go do this thing as yourself, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. I'll be over here in the corner. I wanted to ask you about that, too, because... I'm a huge fan of James McClane. I'm a, like a number one fan. I really am, but not in a stalker way. In more of a "Yay, you're great" way. But how I've seen you turn into character in an instant, mm-hmm. in par- at parties with friends, hanging out, you're able to just turn it on mm-hmm. and become something. I've seen you perform karaoke like your freaking Donna Summer. Like how or peaches or peaches? <laughs> I mean, you have this uh, this ability to turn into whoever you want to turn into without your mind holding you back. And mm. I guess my question is, what kind of tips would you give to people who have horrible stage fright or want to participate in having fun, but they're consistently feeling held back by that little voice in their head mm. saying no? Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Uh, but my biggest joy is sort of being larger than life. And I find on stage, like, that's the one place where you're given permission to be anything other than yourself. So that's why I I love it. And I'll keep doing it forever because in regular life, and I think this is part of, like, you know, growing up 
in the closet and being a queer person is like, oh, you've got to fit in. You've got to fit into these boxes and you have to be normal, whatever normal is. But then the stage was this one place where it's like, you have to be as big as you want to be and be whatever you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you have that voice, like, and that I still get that voice and I still get stage fright. And, uh, but, I don't know how you get over it. You just have to do it. So what do people need to know about the actor scene here, the community here? And if, you know, someone who's really interested in becoming an actor, are there any resources you can share that can help them develop the skills, but also, you know, get their face seen? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's a few different things. One is like, I think Facebook is still used for casting calls and stuff. There are a few different groups on there, like, East Coast acting or actors. I don't know. Just search up acting Nova Scotia or Halifax. <laughs> there's that. There's Hennessy casting. So basically how like how how you get jobs as an actor is usually there's a casting director um, who will be somebody who's hired by a production company or hired by an individual who wants to shoot a commercial and blah, blah, blah. And so one of the ones who's here in Halifax is Erin um, Hennessy, who runs Hennessy Casting. And so she does all, like a lot of background stuff. She does commercials. She does she does does it all. And it crosses non-union and union work as well. So you can create a free profile on that. You can also create a free profile on castingworkbook.com, which is a website out of Vancouver, um, which a lot of Canadian uh, casting directors use. And you can find breakdowns for things being filmed and shot across Canada. Uh, and then and then there's Actors Access, which is one that a lot of actors use in the States or casting directors use in the States. But American production companies shooting here will also use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do you not need an agent? No, no, you don't. Not necessarily. Yeah. So you could just be your own self-employed actor. Yeah. Like in Halifax, there are basically that I know of. There are two slash three agents, basically. There's Sky Talent and Anchor Talent. And then there's like a modeling agency who are submitting their um, their clients for some acting work. Uh, and that's as it as far as I know. And they're both, I think they're both pretty full up. So, yeah, it, it's hard to sort of get started and get some work under your belt so that you can approach an agency and be like, hey, rep me and blah, blah, blah. Kind of segues into this idea, too, of, you know, moving away for a bit and coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know you moved away from Halifax. You lived in Montreal for a bit, but you ended up coming back home, mm-hmm. which is it seems like a, a really big theme here where nobody can stay away from Nova Scotia for too long because they miss it so much. But mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, you know, what you learned from leaving and coming back and how that changed you. So I went to school in Montreal. I moved to Toronto after that because after theater school, that's what you do is move to the big city. Um, but Toronto was really hard for me. I was there for maybe five years and... Uh, the rat race just sort of never ended. That sort of like, no matter how hard you're working, you're never going to get ahead or get further than anybody else. Everybody else is just working as hard as you. There's more work out there, but there's more people fighting for it. Um, And so it's easier to feel insignificant and sort of lost in that city. And then you're also trying to 
pay your rent, which is crazy. Uh, and so then I bought a car because I worked as a server at a restaurant. I basically quit acting, actually. Like, I told my agent, I was like, don't send me up for anything. And I just, like, put my nose to the grindstone. Is that it? Your nose or your ear? No, your nose. It's your nose. Okay, your nose. Sure Why your nose. is your nose on the grindstone? That's how you do a push-up, right? Uh so you're doing push-ups. Okay. <laughs> so I moved to Vancouver, but then as soon as I was in Vancouver, I was like, whoa, this is going to take me four years to even establish myself, get any friendships, let alone business connections. And casting directors really do love seeing your face over and over again because if they keep calling you back for and seeing you, it means they like your work. You're mm -hmm. just not right for, for everything, which is fine. Um, but eventually, like... I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're perfect for this, and they'll give you something. Any hoosies. Um, so I moved back here because there were a lot of theater companies here in Halifax that tour, like, outside of the province, outside of the country. Um, huge ones, like 2B, Zupa, uh, there's Mermaid Theater, and all these companies produce work here or create work here, but then tour it around the world. There's a lot here, and there's a huge art scene, and it's it's like a friendly, nice one, from what I can tell. It's not as competitive as other places. Maybe it is because there's less people, but we are growing, and it seems like the camaraderie is still there. Mm -hmm. I mean... Mm -hmm. And it's one of those weird, like, homegrown things. Like, oh, if you're from here, people sort of don't really regard you with much, like, awe or prestige or anything, like, as if you've come from Toronto. If you're, like, a touring company coming from Toronto, they're like, oh, well, they're from Toronto. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're from Toronto. But really, like, there are great companies here that are winning awards internationally, you know? Do you become friends with a lot of people on set that you're working with who are in the background, too? Of course. It's it's hard. Like, Chapel Wait was the first moment where I was on set for more than one day because normally... Um, as an actor, as a, like a quote-unquote day player, or if you have one line and one scene, they'll shoot that in one day. And so you show up on set, you have no idea who's doing what. You just get told where to go and what to do. Um, you maybe meet the director, you know what I mean? But the director's not even there. Like the director's maybe directing one or two episodes in a season and then is gone. Um, so they don't even really know everything either it's it's a crazy moving puzzle piece um and so chapel wait was one experience where i had was on set for multiple days and got to sort of like understand what people do like oh yeah those are the sound people and these are like this is the um you know the production team and and everything okay i want to talk a bit about tips and tricks for not being awkward on video so anyone who's listening now who's making TikToks, trying to promote their business on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm also guilty of this. How do you, like, what kind of tips can you give us for not looking completely awkward and sounding like we know what we're talking about without seeming, you know, mm -hmm. dumb? I think the biggest thing is the reason why you're doing it in the first place. And for me, it's always a place of joy. Like I, I do it. I share things on my own Instagram because I love it. And it's just for the fun of it. So if ever I start getting in my head and getting down, then that's when I know it's like, oh, it's not working. It's not right. And try to remember the joy of it. Um, my tip when I take pictures of people, which I think is true for this too, is like the first thing that I tell people is to breathe and blink. Like these are the only things that you need to be thinking of is breathing and blinking. Um, because those are the first two things that like go. When, that you forget to that do. That you forget to do once a camera's turned on you. You're like, it's true. I gotta, I'm frozen. I gotta be, I gotta be something else. I gotta be something else other than I am. It's like, no, you have to be perfectly yourself. You have to breathe and blink. And then, and then, have fun at the end of the day. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at this. 
But, you know, for like not going the photos route because you have an amazing TikTok channel. Mm-hmm. But again, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What about people who don't enjoy it, but they have no choice and they have to do this? Do you have any like well, hacks? What are they you can doing? Share? Why? Why do they have to do it? Oh, that's a good question. And I, I mean, and if know. it's because it's if it's they if they feel they have to do it because they're I don't know, say they're like a metal worker and they make little tin boxes like you did in grade seven metal school. I don't know if you did, but okay. So say this is your job. Say this is your job. And you make little metal boxes and you hate talking don't on camera. Don't hate on the metal. I'm box not. I'm people. not. I'm not. And they clearly like. And so you just have to ask like, and this is a marketing thing. It's like it just comes down to like. All you have to say is who you are and why you do what you do. And that's it. That's marketing 101. Is hi, I'm James. I love to take photos of people. I love to act. I like to get silly. And that's it. Or like, you know, hello, I'm Bob. Uh, this type of metal is 50% aluminum and 50% zinc oxide. Uh, and the you great can thing use about it on that. Your face. Yeah. Oh, well, the great thing about that is that it, it retains, it doesn't rust or whatever. And you just talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, and you talk about why you do it. You talk about why you love it. The biggest missed opportunity is just when people overanalyze themselves and forget the joy and when they're like trying to be perfect because you see that. You see them trying to be something they're not when really authenticity is the most beautiful thing in the world. Beautifully said, James McLean. <laughs> You're so famous. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, you shut up. <laughs> On Friday, March 25th, you can catch the Factory Girls opening for Jacob Ballard. The show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets are only $12 plus tax. You can purchase your tickets at thecarlton.ca. How did you end up working at the coast, too? Because it's the only, I feel like it's the only newspaper here, but it's not. It's the uh, the only really good newspaper Mm, free one that's Um, free free and available yeah and focus on on the art culture and Mm -hmm. the community yes yeah um that gig came to me i think the first gig was burger a week which came through i did nocturne so Lindsay and Corey, who's the director of nocturne i think she just saw some stuff that i did on um instagram and then reached out and so i did that and then she passed on my info to the coast who was looking for somebody for a burger week and and here we are talk about headshots Woo! you're an actor Mm -hmm. i'm guessing you saw there was a gap there (laughs) but what motivated you to get into taking headshots when i moved here there wasn't any photographers doing um this certain style like i'd gotten shots with denise grant who's an amazing headshot photographer in toronto she shot in Everyone shot in everyone. Is that a word? Like Shania Twain. I mean, uh, if she's good, it's okay. <laughs> she shot in everyone. Uh, she took pictures of Shania Twain, like Drake. Uh, she's so good. Like when I came into her session, first we just like sat down. She grounded me because you can feel so kind of anxious and nervous yeah. before a session. So, so she, how like, did she do that? Oh, just like this, like sitting, having a chat, you know? So nice. Yeah, she was really great. And then the whole session was just very playful and very easy. Um and she's just a great photographer too. And she shoots in a kind of like filmic style, I'd say, whereas like a lot of photographers here, like a lot of the work out here is very corporate. So people want that corporate style of headshot. Mm-hmm. They want the realtor shot, which I don't want to look like a banker or a realtor as an actor. However, I do want a clean picture of my face that is maybe more expressive or, or you know, along those lines. Oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. I always forget that 
as an actor, you got you have to show that you're able to do all these different looks mm-hmm. and these expressions. Well, it's not even showing that, but it's something like magnetic. You want to be able to oh. show like that there is like some emotion, that there's some emotion involved. Mm-hmm. So she was able to capture that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In what way did that change the way you take pictures, or maybe help you? do the portraits do you have a similar well when environment? i yeah when i started i definitely started like imitating her work um her style of lighting as well like catch lights in the eyes and just making people look like pretty and fucking hot you oh know? my gosh light in the eyes yeah that's what if there's no light in the eyes you look like you're a killer exactly your valentine's date set like that was like a film that was so magical oh well a big part of this is a leo katie mccullough or caitlin mccullough who, who's uh so insanely the right beautiful kind. the right the, no, there's no wrong kind of leo hi <laughs> um she is so energetic so beautiful oh my goodness she is that leo that like loves the camera and the camera loves her um and so a lot of the ideas were were her. She was just like something with candy. She's like, I got this pink wig, uh, and we weren't really sure until we came to the studio together. And we're like, okay, what do we have? And they're like, oh, we have these velvet curtains. We have this. Oh, let's do that. And then uh, somewhere along the lines, I think I put a Pinterest board together just to like generate a few ideas. I saw some feathers and something, so I was like, grab some feathers, and that's where that came. Yeah, and then we just played around. And she's um, she's a filmmaker and director as well, so she also like has an eye and everything. So it was truly a collaboration. It was so magical. And for anyone listening right now who hasn't seen it, it'll be included in our show references for this episode. You will be able to watch it on repeat because you will, and you're going to want to save it because it is such a fever dream in such a good way. Yeah. All the pink. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even pink. know I liked pink. I love pink. Not a pink pink person mm. you gotta embrace the pink i know <laughs> Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a really hard question okay you know how good i am with you're those. really good with this oh. <laughs> it's ridiculous though mm-hmm. but it's good if i was holding photography in one hand and acting in the other and i had to drown one of them who would you save? <laughs> Drown one of them yeah who do you want to save what are you gonna how save acting <laughs> I am in charge right now, and I've decided to drown one in the harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Choose. It's like Sophie's choice. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm I am the blue. Wait, it wasn't a ring. What was it? I'm thinking of the Titanic. What was the necklace? The blue heart crystal. I'm the blue heart crystal at the bottom of the ocean. I can't. (laughs) Celine Dion singing it and like hitting it on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got to choose. I can't. You can't. Okay, so like right now, what is bringing me the most artistic freedom? Yes. Is photography. Is that bringing you? And is it bringing you the most joy at the moment? It's bringing me the most money, which is great, uh, and the most joy. I mean, uh, money can't is happiness. Right? Money is happiness. And when you can pay bills and feed yourself. Like, wow, that's that's. Joy. How annoying is it when people are like, money doesn't bring happiness? It's like, uh, yeah, tell yeah, that to does. a poor person. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. Because freedom yeah. is everything. Yeah, and you don't yeah. got freedom if uh-huh. you don't have money. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I do love, I love acting, but what I will say. 
unless you're creating your own work, you're often create like creating in little boxes, which can be very fun, but you're always creating, you know, within a character, within somebody's play, within somebody who's directing that in their, what they want your version of something to be, you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. on film, like you kind of have no control. Um, but on the flip side of that, you have all of the control in what you do. Right. Um, so there's, there's joy in it, but it's also like, it's a challenging process. Is there anyone specific that you would just absolutely love to work with? Um, Dan Levy. Right? Why not? Who oh, wouldn't? Exactly. A hundred percent. What a dream. Yeah. When I met Emily Hampshire on Chapel Wait, I... This isn't the sentence. The sentence isn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're fanning out. When I started it, I know I was like, I just really liked meeting her and I just couldn't um, What was stop. that like though? M- meeting someone who you you really admire and mm-hmm. then working with them. Well, I didn't have any scenes with Emily. But she was I on the set, the doesn't it? Yes, yeah, she was on the set. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can. What she sure. like? What she like? Yeah. Oh, she's very nice. She's so nice. Um, I gave her a little, um, a bottle of my favorite wine, a Tidal Bay, and a bottle of my sister's cider, and a hat, because I'm like, it was during COVID, I'm like, you probably can't get around to go try things, but like, here's a taste of Maybe you should plug your sister. (gasps) My sister's cider company, uh, Lake City Cider on Portland Street, available at NSLC's uh, everywhere. I thought you were going to say that was your favorite bar, but you went with the canteen. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a well, restaurant. You said restaurant. Restaurant or bar. I know it's true. I'm sorry. And my sister's place is like it's a cider. It's mostly like a tasting room. Yeah. You can go have a pint, but it's not like a bar. It's not a bar. Like I enjoy a cocktail, you know. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to dear friend. Yeah, shout out to dear friend. <laughs> See you soon. Yeah. See you soon, Ling J. <laughs> Some shots of bourbon. They have amazing stuff. There's a lot going on in Nova Scotia. There really is a lot. And I think Slowly and surely, people are starting to take notice, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to know, like, what would you like to see when it comes to the art scene? What are you hoping for? Well, I would love to see more art spaces. Um, I'm so thankful that the Bus Stop Theater got funding. They're a space on Gottagen Street that um, hosts music shows. It's just a venue that can be rented out, but um, so many music shows have done there. So many plays have done there. I've done countless shows there. I've seen countless plays there. Um, it's really great to see that get funded, and they're building like a new rehearsal space as well attached to it. Um, and maybe even, I think, a second kind of small performance venue, which is really exciting. Uh, and so, yeah, the Halifax doesn't really have a lot of performing spaces anymore. So that's exciting to see. So how can we support it? Us non-artsy, talented <laughs> folk, how can we help support the art scene? Um, like, go out and see it. Go support it. Like, go see stuff. I know it's hard, especially because of winter and because of, and you like, there's so many unknowns. Um, like, what if it's bad? What if it's bad? Sometimes is, it like, is. Sometimes it is. But it's still worth the getting out, getting dressed up, going to a show. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. And it can be very unexpected. Like, you could be enjoyed in very unexpected ways. What's um, your favorite performance that you've had? Do you, is anything stand out in your mind where you're like, Wow, that was really good. Other than The Lion King in grade five. <laughs> Honestly, it's really hard to top that. I've been, I think this is why I'm still acting is because I haven't topped that yet. So, like, what's the biggest compliment you've received for, for acting? 
Oh, I don't know. You need to collect those things. I know I should because all I can remember are the bad things. Like, can I tell you, did I ever tell you that review of Midsummer Night's Dream? No. At Shakespeare by the Sea? So I was playing Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. And the reviews of that was in the Chronicle Herald. Um, it was basically a synopsis of the show. But basically they went on to say, like, everyone is great in the show. This person's good. This person's good. This person's good. The only caveat is James McLean as Puck, <gasps> whose voice is so high-pitched that it becomes irritating to listen to. How dare they? I know. But I'll remember it for, for the end of time now. Okay, what's coming up next? Anything that you're doing? What projects are you yes. doing? And also, what can we pay attention to? And how can we book you for um, some stuff? Great. Well, in May, I will be performing in a show called Till Death Do Us Part uh, by Katerina Valenkathis at... It'll be at the Neptune Studio stage. It's produced by Kick in the Dark Theater. I am playing a corpse for most of the show. And I might... Do not get to talk? I might be mostly undressed. So if that is enticing to anyone... Um, if you want to come hear me not talk, uh, you can do so in this play. But just look. <laughs> <laughs> just look at my corpse being like moved I've, around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like tickets are going to be sold out. Uh, it's uh, Hopefully I didn't give any spoilers, but like it, it is a rom-com. It's super silly, super funny. It sounds like uh, Weekend at Bernie's. It's sort of Weekend and Bernie's-ish mixed with all kinds of just wacky weirdness like my big fat greek wedding meets that weekend at so bernie's fun. meets like zoo animal report <laughs> i don't know and it opens up in may so do we have to buy our tickets yeah. in advance you can i don't think they've gone on sale yet it'll be at the end of may okay yeah and as for booking a photo session with you yes. how soon in advance do we gotta book that i love more notice is good notice. You know, the more the merrier. Um, it me especially if it's a creative shoot where you want to do something kind of special or out of the ordinary. It's always great to have more prep time to even visualize what that will look like and um, bat ideas back and forth. Um, that's half the fun of it too. Um, and yeah, and I'll be shooting headshots at a studio downtown Dartmouth. Um, all the time, anytime. Just reach out, email me. <laughs> I also heard that you expanded the studio and that you're now renting out your space for other photographers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We had some interest. And because like there are so few venues and spaces for artists for of any kind, even photographers, like the only other sort of space that you can rent out other than a church is in Bedford, um, like Two Hats, which is a great space if you want it. Um, but what we really love about our space is that it has a little like prep area for people to bring in like a makeup artist and to get ready or even if you don't have a makeup artist but someplace to hang your clothes and just get comfortable and we really curated curated it to be a really comfy cozy space first so that people can feel comfortable and and have fun so if someone's you know a photographer and they've been dealing with the covid situation they don't have a space of their own mm -hmm. they can reach out to you and say hey can i rent this for the day and get my clients in here and you know make some money exactly 100 percent. it's 100 percent for that and do they contact you through instagram i know you have a website but it does say you know it's a work in progress oh my own personal website is a work in progress i got to get that up soon you can find me on Instagram at James Arthur McLean for my professional work and uh, follow my personal or creative account at Oh Yeah Jimmy for more. That's a wrap. Bye. I'm Abby. That's Jimmy. And now we're going to go party. Yay! Woo! Woo!
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the East Coast City Podcast. A huge thank you goes out to James McLean, who was today's guest. And another big thank you goes out to Jason Harbour for all of his hard work when it comes to sound engineering and production. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. And if you like what you hear, you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts.